0: Today's share in the Dirshu Shu Yomi program is Daf Kuf Tes Zayin Omid Beis. And we are on a brand new Siman today in the second volume of Mishnebura, Simon Reish Ches, which deals with the very important halachos of what bracha do you make on certain grain products and on certain fruits in terms of the bracha achrona. So the Machabas starts off and he tells us, Al Chamesha Saminim, on the five species. And here we're talking about the five species of fruits that are specifically mentioned in the Pasuk that are mishabayach, that bless and praise Eretz Yisroh. Sheheim, which are gefen, grapes, teena. Figs, Remo, pomegranates, Vizai's olives, utmara, and here it means the dates, not the honey that comes from the dates, even though the Pasuk says Dvash, it means over here always the dates. So on all of these five fruits, you make of course a Bori priates initially, and here we're talking about the Brachachrona, Mavarh and Bracha achas Sholosh. We make the special bracha known as Alaites Viapriya on these five fruits. The Mishabura explains in because these are so important that the Torah, Eretz that the Torah praises them in the praise of Eretz Yisrael. the pasuk says Eretz Chita usahora, Eretz which refers, of course, to the olives, not the olive oil. And when it says Devash, which literally means honey, it refers here to the dates from which the honey comes. This Mishnah writes, The honey comes out of them, and in the Chavetz Chaim, in the Shavuot Sion over here in those Bay's, he writes, "The ilul If you were talking about the actual honey that comes out, we already learned in Siman Reish Bay Sivches that the bracha is shahakol on the honey, and therefore the bracha afterwards would be a bar of and not aluets priates. So Mishnah continues and he says, "Kovul hem since the Torah established these as very important fruits that gives chashivas to Eretz Yisrael. So there, you have a certain chashivas, bifne atzmon, and therefore you yeah. have a separate bracha, you make an alayitz, via priates on these five fruits. All the other fruits we've already explained in yesterday's shir aren't considered as important, so we make a barina fashos on them, but as we pointed out in the Shari Tshuva, that if a person is eating both grapes and apples, so that he doesn't have to make a separate barina fashos, since he's already making the alayitz, via etz, it can go on the apple as well. Machaber Sif Beis. He writes, Chameishez mini you have the five grains, which Mishnabur in Sivkat and Beis explains, this is wheat and barley, the kusmin, which is translated as spelt, and the Tirgum number four, he brings down, not kusemis, which is translated usually as buckwheat, and it's not modern Hebrew kusemis, but it's kusmin, which is spelt, shibola shual, which is oats, the sheepun which is rye. These are the five grains. We'll come back to the rest of this Mishbu in a moment. But now we'll continue the Mechaber. So these chameis mean the dagan, the wheat, barley, spelt, oats, and rye. Shishilakan, that you cook them. O ketoshin, or you crush them. The awesome you made them into some sort of a cooked dish. Kegon, ma'isekidera, like a cooked dish. Harifos v'geres caramel, Vidaisa, the Mishnabur in Sivkat and, and Hay explains harifos v'geres caramel harifos huperush al Kitoshan, that means the crushed, v'geres the caramel Huperish al-chilkan, it means the split, kol elu and these are all types of cooked dishes of grain, we'll explain daisa when we get to Sivkat and Vav, we did Sivkat and Hay now, because otherwise we don't understand at all what harifos and g'eres caramel are but daisa means A porridge, and we have an understanding of what that is, so all of these things the Mechabra tells us, afilu ere הם דבש הרבה יוסר מהם if you add to these grains, these cooked grain dishes over here, a lot of honey, even there's more honey than there is grain, or any other type of uh, uh, a ingredient over here that is actually more than the amount of the grain, so let's say it's 55% of this other ingredient and 45% grain, we don't say over here that the majority rules, instead we do make a and you make a and this is true because the grain is always considered the ichor over here, unless it's under circumstances, we'll explain in a second so even though the grain may be the minority ingredient in this cooked dish, the fact that it has one of the five grains in it either cut up or or, or, or crushed or cooked in it, so then you make a alamizonos at the beginning and milchia at the end However, the Mechabah tells us, However, if you put the grain in, not for the purposes of food, so to say, but you only did it as a binding agent of some sort, or to make it into a thicker... Type of a of a of a cooked dish, then ba'tel b'tavshu. Then it becomes subordinate and becomes nullified in this tavshu. The grain is not really there for food purposes; it's there for binding purposes or thickening purposes, and therefore it doesn't have its own bracha of borimini mazonos. And you don't make an alamilchi on it. You make whatever the primary ingredient is. Now this is a huge. Discussion. And now let's get into this. So we'll continue with the Mishnah in Sivkot Bays. We already explained that the five grains are the Chita, Sa'ora, Kusmin, shibola, Shu'al, and the Sheepon. Mishnah tells us, however, Abu Masha Anukorin, Tatareki, and in the Tirgum in number one, he explains that this is Kusemis, which is the buckwheat. Or he says, Oh, Masha Turkishy vites, which is some sort of a corn. It says in tirgum, uh number 5, tiros, T-R-O-S, These buckwheat and corns are not considered grains. They They're vegetables, and if you don't make a alamilchya, after you eat them, you make a baronafashos. foot number 2, explains that this buckwheat is also called, referred to as kasha. And Moshe finds his tzatzel in the egress. Moshe says that this is not the kusmin that we talk about, the spelt that we talk about in the Torah, but this is something totally different, called kusemis this buckwheat, or kasha. Mr. Baruch Khan Gimel says, that you cooked it. He says, the real correct translation, actually, it wasn't over here that you cooked it, but that you cut it up, you split it into component parts. So that you chopped these grains into component pieces. And the Chavetz in Oz Dalet in the Sharetzion explains that this is based upon the actual source for the Mechaber, which is in the base of it, the Adafraim, the Mayra Mordechai, and the Vom And this is all based upon the Lashon of the Rambam, Shemimenu <speaking in> Hetika <Hebrew> So all of them say over here that this was just a printing error that got into the Mechaber, and instead of being cooked, it should have been split korin and this is what we refer today as grufian. what is that? so in Tirgum number 6 he says that this is grisim, which is translated usually as groats which are the whole grains or the whole kernels of the grains over here and this is real grain if they were not cut up into pieces even if they were bishlon cooked, then we've already learned that if you're having the entire grain over here and it's just cooked so, <speaking in Hebrew> this is considered a vegetable in this situation you don't make a barim mazonas on it therefore, here, <speaking in Hebrew> however, if it comes apart in the cooking even though you put it in originally whole but since it comes apart in the cooking the even though you put in the whole grains now they come apart a little bit in the cooking. Then you do make a barimin amazonos on it over here. Since they're all crushed now and they're, they're softer, and therefore the bracha is a barimin amazonos in this situation and an milchia at the end. If you, of course, ate the shear that requires an milchia. Siv cut and dala, the Mishapur says, oh, You crushed it. Even if you didn't split it, you just removed the shell over here, the husk. Through this cut, chopping it up. You need, according to many achronim, he brings down in the Mishnah Bruer, in the Osh Ches and the Shah Ratzion, He says this is based upon the Rebbeinu Yonah, that if it's or paste it together via the cooking, then it's considered a cooked grain dish that you make a masonous and an alamichya. Without that, it is considered whole in this situation, and this will be discussed in this will be discussed in tomorrow's Shi what the is if you're eating entire whole grains. So here we're dealing with that the, they're crushed somewhat or they're split somewhat or they break apart somewhat in the cooking, so then everybody agrees you make a barmina masonous on these cooked dishes of grain products. We already did cotton Heis, and he, so now we'll go to Sifkaton Vav. Mishnah B'ruh says, V'daisa. This is mikre. It's called, Sh'nismayach V'nizdabek yoffer. What we would call a porridge. It's crushed and soft, and it's all stuck together like a paste. The De'er number four brings down, if you're eating this over here, this porridge with milk, so then we normally say with Moshe Feinstein Zatzal and the Egress Moshe says that if the chalav is is just to help you get down the porridge over here, the grain product, which is not so easily edible without putting in some milk, so then the milk is toffled to it. However, if you put in so much milk with Moshe says, so then you have to make a separate bracha on the milk as well. Mr. Burke continues and he writes, That one should not eat, according to these achronim, these entire barley grains, or wheat grains, as he calls them, Gansa Gersten. And the Gansa Gersten, in the Targum, in number 7, says this is Saorim Shlemim, this is full barley. O grits number 8, was the Shibola shual, which is the oats. If you eat them Shlemim, <laughs> the Achronim say you shouldn't eat them in their entire state unless you're eating them as part of the meal. And this way, Kamoshakosuf sifdalad, you don't have any problems. We'll learn in tomorrow's year. <laughs> That's only when they haven't become all pasted together via the cooking. However, even if they're whole, <laughs> then certainly there is no doubt as to their bracha. It's a dish foot number five brings down the afim nidbiku below and even if they're attached to each other now, without having to husk taken off, so Moshe Feinstein writes, in the Eger's Moshe, bari if the, the fact that they're all clumped together now in this fashion, makes it a bari mizonos as well, and not a bari priyad dhamma. It has a status of maisek hedera. Mishab zayn writes, even if there is a lot more over here of the other product, harbi yosemihen. if the grain, even though it's the minority ingredient, is put there for eating purposes, so then you bake the bracha mizonos and the reason Mishbar says, lahatim The purpose of the grain product over here is to give the taste and to give it the real status over here as a food. And since it comes from having any of the five grains, the chashivi, which are important. Who are They become the Ikra over here, even though physically they're only a minority ingredient. Mishibur says, We're going to learn more about this in the test. How much you have to eat, in what period of time, in order to require a al Now, this is a very important discussion that we're now going to have. So first, in Dishwood number 6, he brings down the idea to remind us, which I've already mentioned, that regarding all other food items, you go by the majority ingredient. But over here, by the grain, even if it's a minority ingredient, if it's put there for the food purposes, you go and make a minimums zonas. Now, footnote number seven, dish for number seven, brings down very important discussion regarding grain products that are used in various ways. So for example, he says, if you have gefilte fish, and the same thing would apply really with meatballs as well, where you're adding a lot of flour to it, What's the purpose that you're eating the flour? So, this is a very long footnote. We're only going to go through parts of it. So, he first brings down for Sheilus Chuvus Nazir. If the purpose of putting in the grain over here is to soften up and to swell up the fish, the gefilte fish, so then it's as if you're putting it there as a binding agent, it becomes nullified, and you make a shahakol in gefilte fish. This is also the opinion of the Marshag, who writes that if you're putting in the Kemach to provide satiety, you're giving it real substance over here, then you make a Bar-Mimah on this gefilte fish. However, the Stam position is you make a shahako because most people don't put in the Kemach in the gefilte fish or into the meatballs over here, other than for the purposes of binding or to make it a little bit thicker. But they're not putting it in really for food. This is also the opinion of the bear Moshe Zatzal, the Debritziner and also the opinion of Roshol Zalman Zatzal. They all say you make a shahakol and the filter fish over here because Iker ha-kavanu hula dogim below The purpose is for fish over here and not to have extra fish. It's just to bind the fish. Rav Yashiv gives a similar reason and he says shibne es bedog v'lo When people see a filter fish, they think of fish. They don't think of the kemach that's inside of the fish. And this is also the opinion of a Sternberg Shliuter and the Tshuvas and Haggos be because they're eating and their understanding of everybody is that you're eating fish over here and not mezonos. This is carlessly to add, since the purpose of adding this over here isn't to provide satiri, it's just to maybe make it able to be eaten by more people. You have a little bit more of a binder over here so more people can eat it, therefore the bracha is shahako. Similarly, when you're making schnitzel, there's a big machlokas, the breading that you make on top of fish or on top of chicken. So he again goes through a, a detailed discussion here. You have various poskim that say, in fact, you should make over here a borim and mezonos on the schnitzel, especially if it's thick. You have others that say, no, it's really not providing anything other than a little bit of a taste over here, and therefore the bracha should be a shahako, because what you're really eating is fish or chicken. And... Ravazan atzal is very strict, and he says that, in fact, making a bracha barmin mizonos over here is, in fact, potentially a bracha luvatola, And, therefore, many suggest that the best dates over here is to eat a mazonos separately beforehand, or eat this as part of the meal. When you're washed, then it's yosei. But if you eat a mazonos beforehand, so then you're definitely a Yotse with the mazonos that you made beforehand, and this removes the problem to a certain extent. This photo has a long garichus on this. For those that are interested, I am shun see inside Dishavuddin number 7 for the details. Mr. Baruch Khan Ches writes, if the purpose of the grain, however, is just as a binding agent or a thickening agent, then everybody agrees it's Tofel, and you make the brach on the primary ingredient, as long as the primary ingredient is the majority ingredient. We're talking here, but the grain is not being added to provide taste or satiety. Not to provide satiety. It's just here as a binding or thickening agent. It's not considered in this situation. And it becomes subordinate and tofel in regards to whatever the dish is that you're eating over here. And this is true, the Mishnah Kema says, Even if there's a lot of grain over here, but if it's used for binding purposes, thickening purposes, you don't make the bracha on the grain, or in Alamichia. The Chavetz Chaim in Os Gimel in the Sharet Zion, says this is based upon the Gemara, and he says I have not included over here the words of the Taz that disagrees with this to a certain extent, because many have questioned him. He also writes, I didn't put down this situation where the majority is this grain, even though it's used as a binding agent. I also didn't Include this din because the it's not clear if the majority agent is the grain, even though it's used as the binding agent. Do we still say it's nullified? He says, the There are those that disagree with this. He says, Look at the and the Mugging And he says, He says, It's also very unusual to do this, and the, the binding is the sole purpose, and not for eating purposes. So that's why the Mishnah says, I didn't include this din. I just left it if there's a lot of kemach, but not necessarily the majority of kemach, but it's used purely as a binding agent. So then everybody agrees you would not make a bariminazonus or an alhamichya. Now we go to Siv gimel. The mechaber writes: If you add flour to almonds that you're giving to a sick person for additional purposes, if flour over here is being added for satiety purposes, so then Then you do make a bariminazonus on this almond flour can. But if it's just to thicken the almond over here, then you don't go and make a azonas on it. You just make the bracha on it. the almonds. The muhaber concludes and he says it's best in this situation to eat this. Legoma really means to eat. The mishnah will tell us in the middle of the meal. And this way, poter mimena. And the mishnah will say it. Really should say over here poter mimanushach because you yotze over here no matter what with the hamotzi doesn't require its own separate bracha, and therefore it obviates the concern and the problem. Mishnabur Sivkat Tess writes, If the flour over here was a minority, but if you're putting it in for satini purposes, as we've already explained, the flour or the grain over here is from the five minim, the the almonds in this situation are butto, and they're subordinate to the grain, as we've already said, even if the grain is the minority agent. So, Sivkat in Yud, however, if you're putting it in there just for binding, you don't make a barmino Notes. In this situation, the flower is bottled to the pre, as we've just explained, the chanalbisif base. Person, the person shouldn't eat this separately, but should eat it as part of the meal. Because the almonds are over here made for satiri purposes. He says, over here, you're not sure really why you put in the the flour over here. Was it for satiety purposes? Was it for binding purposes? So since you're really not sure what the purpose is, try not to get into a suffolk over here, and have this bracha exempted with another bracha. So therefore, what does it mean to swallow it? The Go and eat it as part of the meal. And we're talking about that it was thick, and it was something that would be eaten, as opposed to, if it was so liquidy, and it's really a drink, then then, even if you're eating it at any other time, but you put in the flour over here, this would be like beer. You're putting in grain into a liquid. And the din is, in this situation, this is something we discussed previously. When you're adding flour to a liquid and you're having essentially a drink, so then this would be like beer, and the broch is shahako. So, we're talking here about that this almond pasty. Food is a solid, and the flour is binding it. So, if you're not sure how much flour you put in, is it binding it? it is it for sustini? So, have it as part of the meal, and you won't have this problem. cotton you'd So he says this wasn't mimeno; it should have been for now the Hikshu Achronim, the Achronim question over here: Why is this such a mimarushach that you yotzi no matter what? The imurak ledabeik, if it's for binding purposes, in kain botul legabi then it becomes nullified by the eskedim. But wait a second: If you have almonds in the middle meal, haritzach levarachapri suda. If you have an apple in the middle meal, you have to make a bar adam. It's not considered tafel to the pas, as it's not a normal part of the meal. So the Mishabur explains, over here the almonds are an all part of the meal, because this person is a sick person. But in Yashiv, you can reconcile this. The Kivin Shuchola, he's a sick person, he needs these almonds over here, so the essential purpose of the meal was for the Shkidim. This is like a person who establishes meal on fruit, and he doesn't have to go and make a separate brach on them after he washed, as we've already learned in Simm Kuf Ain Zayin, Sif Gimel, Ayin Shum go back there for all the details. This concludes today's shir.